Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nomenclature. My name is Brandon Henderson. My guest today is Jamie Kennedy, and he chose the word fame to discuss. Come on, you guys. Jamie Kennedy. Uh, it, it's it, it's really kind of wild. I've I've had the chance to um, you know be acquainted with Jamie um, over the the very recent past um, for various things, and he's been just a super gentleman to me. And it honestly, in a way, wasn't until he came on the podcast that I kind of realized how incredibly um, I don't know if pervasive is the right word, but constant maybe is a better word. Um, the idea of of Jamie has been in my life, and I think that that's probably pretty um, universal for people of my specific generation where like, he just, I feel like he was all over the place. Um, uh, particularly when I was, I was coming up and I don't know anybody of my uh, generation that wouldn't know exactly uh, who Jamie is. And I, I kind of alluded to that when we were talking, but um, you know, just, just kind of thinking about it and, and specific to this episode, because we talk about, you know, the word fame, um, it's a really particularly interesting, um, you know, sort of connection for, for somebody like Jamie, I think. I mean, you know him from Scream and from uh, Romeo and Juliet and from, I mean, Jesus, Leo. Um, I think we forget, like, Leo clearly is, Leonardo DiCaprio is clearly, I said Leo, like he's, uh, uh, he's my, my BFF and coming over for you know, hot dogs later, but uh, clearly a massive star now, but unless you were, you know, 16, 17 years old in the late nineties or whatever, um, when he like really blew up, I don't know that it's the same really understanding how insanely huge that guy was at the time. And, you know, when that movie came out, uh, particularly the Romeo and Juliet, I think I feel like everybody in that movie was uh, it was such a larger, you know, over the top kind of movie. And then everybody in it, you know, sort of felt particularly larger than life. And uh, obviously, Jamie was one of those people. But Malibu was most wanted and Jamie Kennedy experience, which was just such a, a fucking great show and precursor to so many, um, you know, other kinds of quote unquote prank shows that have, uh, you know, succeeded or failed um but uh really really cool to to talk to him about uh just what that word means what that means to him uh from a, a perspective that um i think is pretty unique um that, that he's coming at it from um uh, with the you know if you're just listening to the audio version of this uh podcast i i will be releasing a, a video version a little bit later but you can't see uh, Jamie clearly in the audio only, but uh, I was delighted that he um, he came in dressed a little bit like a uh, like a like a homeless uh, you know emperor Darth Sidious um, kind of character, and uh, was uh, was wouldn't would not have had it any other way, quite frankly. So I I really really appreciate him uh, taking the time to come and chat with me and discuss the word uh, fame um, and, and all the things that, that go with that. Uh, the etymology of the word itself, 
Um, and someone's going to yell at me for this because I missed a whole bunch of stuff, but wasn't particularly uh, interesting, but um, the conversation was, and, and I was delighted to have it. So again, enjoy this episode of Nomenclature with my very special guest, Mr. Jamie Kennedy. What's up, dude? I'm a big, big fan of the Unabomber action we got going on. I'm just going to keep it because it's like we have to have all of this stuff. And it's like, what's the point? You know, you're all dressed up and it's like it could have been audio. And now you're doing drugs. You're doing drugs on the job. I I uh, am drinking the devil's syrup. Yeah. So I figured, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. Hey. Unabomber. I support it. You look comfortable. You look relaxed. Uh, I appreciate the uh, uh, the progression of the beard. It's like a lot like my beard. Where People it's starting... are hating on us, dude. They're hating on us. Why? Bearded heads. The beard. What is this? What is this hate towards the beard? Because you know what? I hope you started the pod. Did it start? Oh, we're going. I I, because... I I don't wait. Because it doesn't fit in with their norm. So it's like, what do you look like? I, I guarantee all these people that are talking shit about me with my beard, I don't feel like they're going to get in trouble in about a year. They're going to say, you're beard shaming somebody. You they're can't say shaming. anything negative. Yeah, you are. So it's like, so what? I, I haven't shaved yet because I'm enjoying my life. I don't care. Yeah. Also, it indicates age, wisdom. Look at all this. Look at all the white. And I skipped gray, by the way, and went straight wisdom. Straight to white. It's wisdom. wisdom. It's pubes for the face. I don't have hair. So it's admittedly it's, little. it's admittedly a little, you know, self-consciousness. But I can grow this, so fuck you, right? I mean, what's yeah, what's wrong with you having beard on your face? That's right. You're you're from Philly, right? You grew up in Philly. Yes, Am I sir. allowed to say Philly if I'm not from Philadelphia? Or is that like an why, asshole? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I just I don't know if there that was like a specific like if you're not from here, you don't get Oh, like if you can't say like Frisco. Oh, you're from Frisco. No one says that. That's like, whatever. Like when people Do aren't, you want. aren't from Boston, they're like, are you from Southie? Because it's the only place that people know or have heard of yeah. from Boston is Southie. It's like they overthink it, you know? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I mean, I had to have lunch. Uh, you're fine. I, uh, yeah, I'm from Canada, so nobody gives a shit what they say to me. Nobody is like, uh, oh, you're from Alberta. Am I allowed to say, uh, I don't even know, Canuck? I don't care. You can say whatever the hell you want about Canada. Is that you're in Utah? Yeah, I live in Utah because um, uh, I love, I don't know, Mormons. I grew up Mormon, so I, I made it here. But now I'm evil. You're an evil non-practicing or no, you That's do right. practice. I do not practice. 
I, uh, I generally don't believe in the, the existence of any kind of high, higher power. Um, but who knows? I, I could be proven wrong, but I don't think I will be. Um, unless today, I don't know, unless like you with this whole Don't you believe situation, in aliens? I do. I do. I was born uh, in the very early 80s. So I watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries. Um, so I definitely believe in aliens, especially now, all the shits, all these videos, you've been watching these, I'm assuming. Yeah, but don't you believe in... So if you believe in aliens, aren't they a higher power? I mean, it depends. Maybe they're all really stupid and... Or, or maybe they're very smart, but they're like... Uh, uh, what, what, who was the guy on Ninja Turtles that was just the brain? And he Dr. lived in the, the stomach? No, like the, the bad guy. He was just a brain and he had like a robot body. I never yeah. saw it. Anyway, maybe they're very smart, but they don't have any sort of like physical form that's, uh, um, you know, uh, worth, you know, that has any sort of like uh, strength or anything like that. So they, they're not very intimidating that way. I don't know. I've never met one. Have you met an alien? I before? can't understand it. I'm not saying I believe in God, but I can't believe that you don't believe in a higher power. And I'm going to give you one chance to answer that again, because I'm going to tell you why after you answer Okay. Well, if the, if the answer is, or the question is like, do I believe that something has more power than I do? Certainly. Do I believe uh, in the idea that there's like a, a dude in a robe um, somewhere where I can't see being like, Hey buddy, don't uh, drink that beer or put your penis in that person. Um, less so. That's totally different than what I was saying. Oh, what were you saying? You said a higher power. Yeah. Dude, we met because we started talking about crypto. <laughs> That's right. Bro, AI. Yeah. You're a big proponent of AI. Sure. AI will, there is a religion forming around AI, which I think is actually the coolest religion because it's transparent, it's efficient, it does not judge. And it's basically like, it literally is what it is. You cannot dispute it. And if AI is, you know, developed to just make paper clips, the world will be overtaken by paper clips. It cannot yeah. be stopped. Yes. Um, so that's like a God. And, and it's going to introduce us to the quantum computing, which is kind of sneakily happening. You have to watch. You've probably seen Debs, right? No. Oh, you're going to love it. Do you watch What's, Debs on Hulu? Debs? You'll go down like -E the rabbit hole. D-E-V-S. It's, okay. it's eight I'll episodes. Watch it. Awesome series. Relax and watch it. And... It's totally happening, I guarantee, somewhere up in Northern California. But basically, the guy is the super quantum. And if something is happening right here, right now, and why it's not happening over there, and you still feel that, that entanglement, that's real. Like, I believe in that stuff. I believe in quantum entanglement. So that's a yeah. higher power to me. So... This is all smarter than I am, but I, 
So no, I thought you would appreciate that because you're a smart dude. So you didn't know we were going to go down that rabbit hole. No, I do appreciate it. I, I think that like, here's the thing is like, I, I don't disagree that like we're being propelled into this potentially, um, uh, you know, unstoppable snowball of technology and AI and shit that's going to be able to like overtake and control and, and guide and direct and, and do all the shit that the human beings can't and do it from sort of the central brain, AKA sort of godlike thing. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, it's already happening. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. My, my thing more is, especially as a, like a, a, a child of, of extreme religion, um, while it may be happening and it may be a thing that like, you know, extends to some level that we can't even fathom at this point, which again, God, um, I still want to say, fuck that thing a little Hi. bit, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> because here's the thing, you know, part of it is, you know, everybody wants to say like, uh, uh, what, what was the Terminator uh, technology? What was that called again? Um, Skynet. Skynet, like Skynet, it's all, it's evil. It's going to kill the humans and stuff. It may not, it may be in a lot of ways, very beneficial, but I just, I, uh, uh, it's more of my like contrarian nature that's been built in now where I want to be like, mm, maybe that's better for me. It's like my, I have a 16 year old who I, I sent him a gif of a person of a dog mowing the lawn because that's how old I am now being like, Hey, mow the fucking lawn. And his response to me was, I was going to do it, but now that you asked me to do it, I don't want to do it anymore. So I'm 16. I'm a 16-year-old uh, uh, asshat that doesn't want to do what I'm told. He's a contrarian. Yes. And also, here's the, I, I think it's good to be. I think it's good to, to a certain extent. I think once you get good answers, it's good to accept those answers and apply those if those are positive things for you. The thing is, it's so hard to be universal when it comes to this is what's right for you. You know, there's we're going to get real douchey here. Uh, I love me the Pearl Jam, for example. Uh, good old Eddie has a, uh, a line where I don't think there's right and wrong, but I think there's good and bad. That idea where like right and wrong is the checklist, right? It's like it's like, oh, are, is it is it right or wrong to be gay? Oh, it's wrong. Uh, is it right or wrong to uh, uh, you know, um, I don't know, to, to drive a cab, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, it's a black and white checklist instead of good and bad is, is a little bit more nuanced. It's more gray. It depends it's on the circumstance. To, but no one says it's wrong to be gay. It's extreme. No, I, I, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that people like that, like a lot of Mormons, for example, the space that uh, I grew up in, they're saying, Oh, is it right or wrong to be gay? They're not thinking about the human beings. They're not thinking about, uh, you know, choice that people have when it comes to being gay or not. They're they're saying it is a choice or they're saying it's not a choice. They're saying you're born with it. They're saying not. They're saying whatever all this shit is, it doesn't matter to them. They're not thinking through any of it. They're just saying checklist. Oh, prophet, God, whatever says bad. Therefore, it's bad. I don't even have to think about it. It's easy for me. That yeah, make, you're just, you're, yeah, you're just, that's like religion. That's like a whole other, it, 
it's fucked you up. So you're twisted up. You're <laughs> beaten down by it. That's I'm saying there's a higher power of this central computer system. But that's me. I'm getting on that. And I believe aliens are a higher power. And it seems like they're always talked about now. Yeah. And AI is coming. And I just feel like that's going to be our whatever. That's going to be our apocalypse or whatever our understanding and it's going to be bizarre i actually think the summer is going to be actually really bizarre the summer is going to be bizarre i am very excited for like what is it like the pentagon or whoever's going to come talk about aliens and shit people think it's going to be like oh you know june 1st more baseball and barbecues they think they're going back to like an assembly line yeah no it's not the way it works but they're going to yeah your job is gone okay robots are going to take it over UBI is slowly coming into effect, um, and the Pentagon is going to say, listen, we have these things happening, and people are going to start losing their minds, yeah. and it, we're never going to go back to the normal civilization the way it was. It's going to evolve, though, and people have to adapt. Just They're like, going intro- to introduce us to... And now you listen to Spotify. Yeah, they're going to introduce us to you know, Zorb and Glorb, you know, the like aliens that they've had in the basement for years and years. And they're gonna be like, they're super cool. This is how we discovered how to do the worm, and uh, you know, wouldn't that be something? Automatic Wait, transmissions. Have, have you heard about Valiant Thor? We're really going down a rabbit hole. You know what no. Valiant Thor is? You would love it. Go no, but I'm YouTube very excited. Watch, watch the Valiant Thor video. There's a guy who basically was the keeper of an alien called Valiant Thor. Okay. So in, in the, in the dark corners of 4chan, there's this whole subsect of people that believe that there's a Guantanamo for aliens and a, a good Guantanamo. So it's like a, a good Guantanamo. Place. You yeah, mean just so Guantanamo? I heard it's pretty cool. I, well, who they keep there is not supposed to be so great. And basically, it's like they're, they're supposed to be these higher beings that our government has, and we bring them out when we have like huge global crisis and this guy was assigned as his security guard to this guy named Valiant Thor. And everyone says he's crazy, but who knows? So that's what I'm saying. A lot okay. of that underground stuff is coming to light if it's real. So uh, let, let, let's get real. I'm going to, I'm going to turn us back to religion because that's where, that's where I yeah. sit. So you were, you were, you raised, you were raised with religion. I was raised a Catholic, but not Catholic. crazy, but like a Catholic. A Catholic. Yeah. So I like this look. That's why. So, so to uh, apply it in some way, like so, to take this AI stuff, right? There, there. Yeah. It's built off of code, yeah. right? People, and it's which is built by people, and they're saying yeah. behave in this way. And even if it's learning AI, right? Like the real AI, like the intense shit learns on its own, figures shit out but it's still built on this sort of platform of what human beings are like, you should do this thing. And so it sort of propels itself. And yeah, it can, you know, elevate to some crazy extent, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But it's still built on this, you know, thinking it's like the, it's like the train track sort of the metaphor of like, you can go this way, but if you turn it just this much, eventually it's going to be way the fuck out into left field. Right. Like even it's one inch to the right, eventually those two tracks are going to diverge in an extreme way. But, and and that's kind of like where religion got so fucked up to me is like, 
you have je- basic concepts. You have like Jesus Christ, who I, I think Jesus of Nazareth was an incredible person. And there's a reason why people uh, have latched onto him because he said and did uh, wonderful things. Uh, I don't believe that he was like turning water into wine, literally, but he was an incredible person. But people have sort of taken that. How do you know inch. that? Was I, he even real? I think he's a real person. That? I think there's enough. How do you evidence. know? How do you know that? I think there's enough. You're like, I think Jesus was a good person. How do you even know that was real? I mean, maybe he was a big douche. Maybe he like, maybe it was just you know, was racist, and or may, maybe maybe he's like Lord of the Rings. Is there he's actual? Like the is there is there evidence that he was actually? I, th- I think there's some evidence. Yeah, I think that there's some evidence out there. Some actual like physical shit. I don't know what any of that is, but I bet it's out there. All but right. I mean, even it take you know, I don't know, Muhammad. I think that was, he was a good dude. Uh, but people, I get, you know, take left uh, an inch and right an inch and, and sort of go out into crazy land. And uh, I, I don't know that AI is suddenly immune to that necessarily. Oh, it's it definitely going to get crazy. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. So sure. like, it's like with, you know, I, I bring up Catholicism or, or any religion really just to say, and Catholicism's older a hell of a lot older than mormonism but i bring that up to say like you know just because it becomes powerful doesn't mean it's good you know what i mean no no yeah. not at all not at all i agree yeah with you. and yeah i agree with what you're saying but um at least you know ai can uh power my house when i'm in my car <laughs> 500 miles away yeah. Catholic religion didn't do that. They just want money for from me in the car. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. If you give me it, the fear, I don't get so much fear from AI. You know, so I get fear from religion. You know, so yeah, yeah. Well, until you know, they send the, like little spider robots into your room. Yeah, and, like, put a happen. needle in that the back here. Will happen. Yeah. We can't. It's already done, dude. The but, genie's out of the bottle. Any little flesh and blood creature that thinks it's going to be able to stop it, it's done. So let me ask somehow you. you got to make friends with your toaster. Don't piss <laughs> off your refrigerator. Talk nice to your washer and dryer and hope yeah. it protects you. I mean, that's, that's pretty right. Much, yeah. It's uh, donezo. It is donezo. Let me ask you a question. You're you're a man of a, of a certain age. We're, we're not too far apart age-wise. Do, do you think the big five-o? I love it. Sure. How often do you think about death? <laughs> Let's keep this real I happy. I think about it I so much, really, dude. So I much. I haven't really thought about it much, but recently our world's so crazy that I thought, well, I started getting into, I think it's Joseph Campbell. Started looking a little bit, or there's another guy, Tom Campbell. One of these guys are like super, super psychological, psychological, psychology dude psychotic and basically this guy's gotten me believing that we're avatars and this is like our avatar i hope so like and consciousness just keeps going and i'm really starting to believe that and like then like the whole simulation theory that's twisting me up and i'm like looking for like holes in that and so i think our everyday our everyday world is more questionable like what is really happening here and with video games and the way I look at stuff. So uh, death is a lot, 
I don't want to die. I think I'm going to live a long time, but maybe that's what everybody says. Maybe in denial. But I think we're yeah. hitting this new age of health and being able to like like AI, you know, you know Neuralink and all this shit. Yeah. So who knows? But I think that uh, almost will be transferred. So I don't think about it that much. And if I do, I try to think about it like, well, this is just another stop. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I feel like I've, I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's specific to age or if it's just like experiential, but I think about, I think about it a lot. And I think about, you know, I kind of go back and forth. Like on the one hand, obviously it's terrifying, you know, uh, what is, you know, after, you know, my, my two cents is that there's nothing. And, but in a lot of ways, like it's comforting to me. Like it seems relieving, like just, it's just quiet. Like just nothing. Just, just, you can just chill out, take a break forever. That sounds kind of nice. Uh, I'm almost 40. Are you kidding me? No. Do I look so much older? You're thinking about death? Yeah, I have five children, buddy. So I, you know, I'm very tired. I am almost 40, but I, I, you know, I have the soul of an eight, 89,000 year old person. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Bro, I'm 50 and I don't even think about it really. It's crazy. I just think but my parents lived to their 90 and they smoked and shit. So I don't smoke. I'm healthy yeah. and I live in the age of yeah. good. I believe we're going to be able to live longer. So I don't even think about it. And I'm, active as I'm always I'm energized as much as I was when I was 20. You do, you do have a very sort of like youthful soul. I, I've always thought of that. Like I've, I've been very, uh, you know, in which leads to the word we're going to talk about, which is fame. But uh, like I've, I've been very, I, I, I can't honestly remember. Uh, well, I, I'm sure I can, but like you've been in my consciousness as on some level. And I think in a lot of people my age is consciousness for a long time. Right. Ah, thank you, you know, like, I think that, you know, I, I don't know anybody, you know, in my generation or around it that wouldn't know who Jamie Kennedy is like have some sort of reference. And that's going to be a lot, like a wild, I don't know if you know this, but I have no fame whatsoever. So I, I can't imagine what it would be like to like have to know that like people are like just you can be like oh jamie kennedy you'd be like yeah sure and have that person not know you at all never met you never had a conversation with you nothing you know what i mean i i can't imagine how weird that has got to be as a person to kind of just have that uh out there and for people to do what what they will with i don't know what they do with it is that, is that is that a weird question to ask? No, I don't think of it. It's weird. It's because I don't look at that perspective at all. So that's a really good question to ask because I don't think of it. I just, I assume, I expect nothing and I assume everything. So I don't expect people to know me. You know, if you meet John Travolta, yeah. he's always like, hello, I'm John. Nice to meet you. And you're like, I know. And he's right. and he's like, uh, he's the most humble guy. He doesn't expect you to know who he is, right? Which is insane, right? So I kind of adapted that at a young age. And, you know, obviously my fame has grown because it exponentializes itself with 
different, you know, projects and things. And even if you don't do it now, you live in memes and gifts and so on and so forth. So I am just always assuming if something is happening, it's because someone recognizes me and I just try, you know, I know the, the script in my head, what I do, and I try to be very polite and I'm used to it. I mean, my, I make my living as an entity, whatever that is. You know what I mean? Like I tell people I'm like bounce fabric softener. I'm always on the shelf. Sometimes you're popular. Sometimes you're not, you know what I mean? But it's sure. like a, you, it's like, a, you know, I'm not like McDonald's. I'm not like a staple, but like I'm a rally burger. It's like, Oh yeah. I like rally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like a strong, like an RC Coley. You know what it is. Exactly. And then there's moments where it's like, oh, it's revitalized. Or there's moments where like, ah, RC, you know? So <laughs> that's kind of what we are. I mean, we're these commodities, right? And I'm fortunate. I got in the, the last gasp before a lot of people, because fame is totally different now. And it's not the same anymore. And it's not. It's so weird there now. Isn't, the, the legacy fame is completely different. I was lucky to get on that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a whole, but now it's kind of everyone's doing it. It's cool, but it's obnoxious. It's neat. It, it's weird. It's desperate. It's interesting. Well, it's one, I, I, I think the perspective you have to me, uh, and who knows, you know, we may get off, off this uh, call. And uh, did, you, did you ever see the, um, see when Jim Carrey was on the, the late show, the Conan O'Brien late show, and he pretended uh, he acted like he was Conan O'Brien. He looked in the, the mirror and he's like, I can't hear the laughter anymore or whatever. I don't know. Maybe after this, like you'll stare in the mirror and, and cry for a while. But like, I, I think that the like response there is like a super, super, it seems like a super healthy response to have uh, to the situation. I feel really bad for, and this is such a weird thing to feel bad about, but I feel kind of bad for like my kids that they, they will never really know you know, this sort of like exaltedness of, uh, you know, sort of a, a famous person and their achievements and their skill in the same way that we did, you know, like, I don't think they my won't. kids look at anyone. Like I looked at like fucking Brad Pitt, you know, like when, when fight club came out, it was like, Jesus Christ, that there, that is a fucking movie star. Right. I don't think there's anybody that can even uh, elevate to that level just because of like how uh, diluted the whole thing is now. Like, it's just just so different. Do you agree with that or does that seem weird? Oh, no, I'm just taking that in because it's like I hear this a lot from your generation. Not that we're not much different, but it's just crazy to me. And I'm only wearing my glasses because I feel all disheveled sorry dude but it's fun you're, you're um, good i walked into I, a, a slide with I, these I glasses thought it was audio. i thought it was audio only um and i had a crazy day so let me explain this to you there's a great book it's funny because i look at brad pitt as one of our last white pandas too you know that rare yeah kind of animal you see in the wild a rare star you know what i mean and um I mean, white panda, meaning like they're, you never see it. You always see like a yeah. multi, you know, black and white panda. So like the movie stars are to me the rarest, right? Well, so, there's still there's still mystery to the guy. There's a like mystery. It, it, it gets not like celebrities, like celebrities, whatever the hell that means anymore, 
are so exposed. Like it's like a raw nerve now. Like you, you see them in the fucking bathroom, like taking a shit. Like there's no moment when you don't yes. see them doing everything, you know? Yes. So, but like, I was fortunate enough to kind of be in that generation. Yeah. So I look at him as like, yeah, of that class, he's a little ahead of me, but that star, I mean, he was famous before me, but that star of him, I got to kind of see grow as I was getting my toe in there. And yes, like he's one of our last superstars that is a legacy star that you put him against the, the dawn of time with movie stars since the beginning of celluloid, he is going to be one of the heads. Yep. And, and for me, so I started reading all about that stuff and I would read, I, I, the first person that comes to my mind though is really is, is, and Brad is one of those top stars and I got to work with him once. And I'm not saying that in a weird way. I'm saying that as like, just trying to relate to this story yep. is, is um, Marlon Brando. And I never met him and Brad, you know, the little bit I got to work with him. He is a star. I mean, it's like very, he has a presence that's incredibly, it's, it's just wonderful. Right. But Marlon Brando, the stardom I was reading about in his book too, is like, they probably share the same, they have, they do share the same airspace where like Marlon Brando came on the, seen on off broadway it was this grumbling mumbling wild wild entity and then they cast him in a streetcar named desire and this is when movies were well look over there yes darling no go that and marlon bernard is playing for come here come here and he's just this wild sexy rugged insane sensitive man animal yeah and it was like and he said when the, when the Man's Chinese went on the waterfront premiered at Man's Chinese, the block, the line went from Man's Chinese to Gower. Now you guys are wondering, what does that mean? Look it up. It yeah. was like a mile long. And this book was like, at the time, it was Marlon Brando, Elvis, Frank Sinatra. And he's like the legacies and the rarity of that and how pe he couldn't he couldn't even he'd be on set and like set decorators would be like you know what i'm saying yep so it, yeah that's what i think of stardom is so the it, fact yeah. that your kids don't look at anybody like that is is kind of sad it, it's a mount olympus thing right it's like you know zeus and and thor and all this stuff like it's, it was this otherworldly thing that's kind of gone away. I, you know, obviously there was things about that that weren't great, clearly, but there's something, and, and obviously for the person living through it, you know, I'm sure that uh, I would assume that uh, Brad Pitt would say uh, not everything about that extreme fame is super awesome. Um, I can only imagine. I can. I, oh. I. I know my life, and I can only imagine what his life is like. So he can't even go. Yeah. He can't even. He can't even go to the coffee shop. Oh, I'm sure it's a nightmare. You know. Yeah. But you know, uh, you know, at the same time, like it, it is going away. You know, like my my kids are like, oh, you know, you've never heard of the kid that I don't know s snorted a bunch of 
cookie dough and, and now has 10 trillion streams on but do TikTok. they look at him like that do they look at him no like not at all it's just no not at all it's just sort of like i know who that person is but it's not because of any sort of like great achievement it's just like that person is so known for ridiculousness not because you're like man that person has such extreme skill it's it's, it's this level that i can't imagine it's the same with music like it's weird too, getting older and like seeing, you know, especially musicians sort of age and continue to make music and sort of be like, oh, I kind of get this person more. Like I get age, I get like being fallible. I get, you know, again, <laughs> me and death, I get like getting closer to death. Like, like Brian uh, Wilson, like of um, uh, the Beach Boys, right? Like, Pet Sounds is like one of the greatest albums of all time to me. That dude is, I, I went and saw uh, him and one of the other Beach Boys, who I can't remember his name, performed the whole album like maybe seven years ago. And even then he was like crazy old. He'd be shuffled out and like tear away track pants. He could like barely get there to the piano, but so amazing, so incredible, but it's so weird. Even, you know, I'm so young compared to that generation, but like, it's weird to see like an idol like that be so uh, human. It's just very, it's, it shouldn't be, of course they're human beings, of course, but it's just odd. It, it somehow yeah. it's odd, you know, again, the like Mount Olympus thing. Um, mortal God, mortal God, mortal God. So to, to dive a little bit into this word, cause we'll get a, mildly nerdy. We won't go to, into this too much because I feel like we've had an interesting conversation, but um, so every single one of these shows, we get into this word, Fame is our word. And uh, a, a bit about like the etymology. It's a 13th century word. It's got, you know, French and Latin and whatever origins. And it's not particularly interesting in terms of like where it sort of came from. But one thing that I think is, is pretty interesting um, that I really, really loved um, is a quote from Tom Waits, which has nothing to do with etymology at all. But mm. I, it hasn't really changed over time. It, other than like, there's an archaic translation where it's more like um, faming or to fame, where it's almost like early paparazzi, like where you would make somebody famous, um, which isn't really used that much anymore. You don't say like, you know, the paparazzi famed that person. You know, that's not really in use anymore. Um, they help them though. They do help. I... I, I, I'm, I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah, my, my whole perception of paparazzi is like evil humans just from afar, but no, no, no. I mean, without paparazzi, they don't propel the myth of who that person is. Sure. So, so anybody who says that's bullshit and it's, they can be annoying at times, but they're helping you sell tickets. Which is interesting. It's almost like a, like, you know, an old timey, like, um, I don't know, like the person in the courtyard being like, hear ye, hear ye, in a way. Totally. Like, how else are you going to know it's going to go on? But, uh, you know, Princess dies dead. But anyway, this quote from Tom Waits, uh, he said, I've always been afraid I was going to tap the world on the shoulder for 20 years. And when it finally turned around, I was going to forget what I had to say. Which wow, is such a fucking That's, great quote, right? Jesus Christ. That's insanely good. And of course, Tom Waits. Um, wow. 
I, I think like this generation, if there's a quote for this generation, um, not to be like an old douche, you can be you're talking to this generation. 39, baby. You're young, um, dude. I know. It's crazy. You think you're so old. I know. Um, it's like, you know, just trying for fame. What are you going to do when you get it? Like what happens when everybody knows your name? Like what happens when everybody recognizes you on the street? Are you going to know what to say, so to speak? You know, what's fascinating is that. Hmm. He got me thinking. See, there's reasons why people become famous, right? Yeah. And I became famous, I guarantee, different than other reasons. But actually, I believe a lot of people became famous the same reason I became famous. They just don't admit it. But there's something interesting about certain new generations that I wonder. So let's take, for example, a case study, Charlie DeMello. I believe she's, you know, now 17-ish. She's a, you know, probably the number one personality on TikTok. She became famous through TikTok. I'm not gonna say TikTok famous because she's just famous now, right? Um, and I believe, I don't really know much about her. I believe that she was doing dances. Right. Okay. She seems like she's got a nice family. A little bit I've read about this because I'm fascinated by this platform and different platforms and how people elevate on them. And it seems like she has a you know a nice sister and a mom and a dad. And so for me, I'm wondering if she was just like this young, free spirit. It was like I'm gonna just dance on this platform and be all fun, like a cheerleader or whatever. And then it just grew and then everybody noticed it. And they're like, hey, we can, you know, let's corral this into some type of career. You have to follow the movement, right? Yeah. But like for me, I would have done that at 15 because I wanted attention. Right. So I wonder, I wonder if this generation doesn't get enough attention, which because I assume some people do get attention and some people don't get enough attention or feel they don't like partially i'm a narcissist but partially i was a neglected human being right. so it's up it's up to people to look at the future of the, my movie of my life and decide but i'm a very good third eye and i believe it's a good half and half right definitely narcissism definitely ignored right meaning like because i had a big family and all that shit and catholic school and never feeling like you're being able to express yourself but i feel like some of these younger people are doing these platforms and just having fun. And I do believe some of the fame comes out of that funness yeah. as opposed to someone like me who really did crave it. But I do believe there's a lot of younger people that also do crave. They get a little taste of this drug and it's like more, more, more. And if you grow up where reality TV, which came after me and also now has become the norm almost bigger than norm that reality tv is more the standard of mainstream entertainment it's much more yep. known housewives than you do a traditional movie star tv star now that's kind of like your thing like yo go to dinner with your friends your mom's friend throws a glass of wine in the other girl's face they film it they call it the housewife <laughs> so that's considered normal right and with yeah. this new well, yeah, add this and then i'll shut up and see if i've made sense but this new culture 
they're breaking down. Everyone is oversharing of like insanity. So the new culture, that, that's the one part of the fame part. But the other part is this, this, this how can we out shock each other? That's bizarre to me. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, trauma, uh, struggle, problems, sadness, anger, you know, fighting, all that stuff is what sells. Right. So it's like, I mean, again, you know, I don't even want to really talk about it, but like the last however many years, I mean, that's the reason why things have propelled. And it's not just the last four years, it's the last decades of, you know, television and news and everything else sort of being like, oh man, human beings really love uh, horror. They love when things are terrible, sad, destructive. And we're going to capitalize as much as humanly possible. And that, that's the like, I think that's where it's so destructive was where these kids discover that that, um, that drug of, of fame is, can be so intertwined with uh, tragedy, right? It's like the more yeah. tragic my life is, the more tragic the things I'm involved in are, the more attention I'm going to get, which is, have been, this is nothing new. I mean, that's been happening for a long, long time. People have been very aware of how, hey, if things are really fucked up for me, people will look at me, people will talk to me, people will pay attention. We didn't need TV for that. We didn't need TikTok for that. We've been doing that for a long time. We've just accelerated it and, and let everyone on the entire fucking earth contribute to the perpetuation of it. Right. But what, yeah. So like talking about that with that fame is like, why, why, like, honest to God, as I've gotten older, like if I was nurtured and I was given the proper way if, if i was loved the way i needed to be loved i'm not saying i wasn't loved but i was loved the way people thought sure. they should love me this is by far your deepest podcast i'm gonna assume that so if if i was i would have never gone into this line of work i would have been very happy being a fucking guy who maybe had just one girlfriend and raised a nice family and you know, maybe had a job and, and got enjoyment out of the littlest things. But since I felt like slighted by the world, I had to go fucking prove myself. And that's what the fame was for me. It was like, I'm getting validation from uh, millions of people. So you're wrong. Yep. And then you prove this wrong five times over. And then you're like, great, I proved it. And the people are like, oh my God. Because you slug them over the head with this huge thing. And then you're like, they're like, oh my God. And then you're like, see, I showed you, asshole. And then you're sitting there going, well, now what? Because you proved it and you're right. And then you're, it's twisted because then you're in this twisted place that only certain people can relate to. Yep. And you give up everything to get it. It takes very, it's not like I do, you do stuff to be famous. Some people do do that. I didn't really do that. I did, I wanted to be successful and being successful in our business is doing comedy, 
on TV and TV gives you fame or getting in a movie, which gives you fame. But I wanted to be, I wanted to make my living doing that. And when you do that, you have to give up everything in your life. At least I did to get there because there will be literally people stepping on your neck to get to where you're trying to get. And so that's another thing that's what this new generation doesn't have since people create their own slots, maybe not as viable a slot you can, but the tonight show was one slot as opposed to 50,000 YouTube videos. Right. So I guess in a nutshell, the fame is you're, you're, yeah, it's good and it's bad. And there's a lot of deep psychological to it that I'm just talking about right now. It's just coming out. It's kind of nice actually. Well, I, I, my, my thing in hearing, hearing it, it's, it's a unique uh, and, and, and small group that sort of runs through what you're talking about clearly. And, and like we've said, um, it will, it's even smaller now and, and will potentially shrink to, you know, maybe almost nothing. But I, I think what's in, in some ways maybe reassuring is the reaction, like the, what I'm taking from it to, as a mere mortal is the reaction to like growing up wanting that sort of uh, that attention, wanting validation, whatever those feelings are and being willing to like, not, not necessarily on purpose, but like maybe ruining a good thing sometimes or uh, uh, trying to say like, Hey, I'm worth more. You're not getting it. Fuck off. You know, sort of response. I, I, I feel like is very relatable. I mean, it's the, the reason why I, you know, I'm on my second marriage. It's the reason why, you know, I've fucked up plenty, plenty of things. Um, it's really, you know, the reason why I got married in the first place and shouldn't have, you know, uh, because I was going down paths with, that I thought would validate me in some way, shape or form. And, you know, that's, it's re- reassuring in, in a way that it's a very sort of human response, I think, to be like, you know, work with what you've got. Sometimes people have a very small uh, you know, pool of things in terms of like, who's actually watching, like who, who is actually invested in my, you know, uh, personal success or failure is, is small. Who's actually paying attention to it compared to, there's a lot of people that have suddenly, again, like a million strangers being like, Oh no, you, you broke up with so-and-so you shouldn't have done that. Or you should have done that, or you should have done it sooner, or you should never have done whatever. You know, that's- when, when you when, when you talk about this fame, though, it's just, I forgot to add, and I'm listening to you. Is is that why do we have to seek validation from tons of strangers? Uh, I I uh, I don't that's know. The question isn't it? Because we're not getting it from the people that we know. I know, but that's terrible. Why do you live with your family then? You should yeah. go live with your Instagram followers. Right. Like, a prophet is never realized in his own home. Well, That's what they say. But it's like, I try not to do that. I try to create a home that does believe in me. Not sycophantines, but like, you know, believe, you know, wind beneath your wings right. type of feelings. And I, yes. and it, I feel like we're in Hollywood is so backwards in a sense. And I think that's one good thing that's changing is people are like, you know, I don't want to go on the road of no. I don't want to go on the road of, no, he's not right. No, no, no. And it's like, what do you mean? I just want to express myself. Okay, I'm not right for this. I'm going to create my own thing. And that's what's cool with what's happening with the tools that we're given with the, you know, YouTubes and all of these different things. But 
why are we doing that? And that's a deeper conversation because that's kind of what fame is or infamy in fame is another, right. you know, it's a bad version of that, you know, but even good fame can be considered infamy. Right. So if the question is, it, that's the deeper question of, cause we're not getting it right. But it's fascinating. Like I have to really think that through why we do that. Yeah. I I'm sure it's, it's very nuanced and beyond what I can sort of throw out, but I feel like part of it maybe is that people that know a, a person via fame only know that like sliver, but when you get to know somebody in detail, the cracks show, right? Like you, like my wife knows all of my bullshit, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, etc. And she chooses to continue to stay. You know, people I meet on the street have assumptions. They they know this much about me, and then they assume the rest and fill in a whole person with what they think I am, right? In the same way, I'm sure as as a, a famous or known person, they people know you this much, really, and then they fill in the rest with assumption. And that's got to be uh, maybe nicer, you know, because people will give naturally benefit of the doubt to somebody, especially if they're known and they like the thing that that person is, is known for. Oh, they're yeah. going to fill it in with positive shit. I, I, I you know what? You're 100%. Like, I, the, the, when it works, it works beautifully. And when they're haters, it doesn't work great either. Yeah. And, you, but you're exactly right. Like when they do love you, you can do no wrong. And then it's unbalanced and people are like, why are you giving this? But then when they hate you, it's like, yo, that's also unbalanced. It's like, you don't even know me. So right. I'm sure so it's, but it's, you know, like, look, I, it's, it's really, I can't complain. Like tonight I got, um, my, my lady, a table at a restaurant and I'm not even going to be there. And because, you know, the restaurant happens to like me. You know, yep. probably because they know me. Right. But with, you know, my, in between that and the reservation, I'll probably read four reviews about myself that are terrible. So it's like, <laughs> do I take that free table that is easy to get for a couple of bad reviews? Sure. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so as like, you should. But it's both very evenly unlopsided. Like I shouldn't get that table, but I did. But I shouldn't also get that harsh review sometimes, but I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I hope that her dinner is delicious and delightful tonight <laughs> and that it's comped and it's free. <laughs> that would be extra. <laughs> that would be, be really good. That'd be extra. That's for, that's for Brad. Brad will get that one. <laughs> Brad will get that. Yeah, I know. Which is, that's a whole nother level of fucking banana shit. Like once you can, uh, you can buy an island, everybody gives you everything for free. Um, but uh, Jamie Kennedy, this was delightful for me. I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Is that we didn't even do the word? We no, we, we did it. We did it enough. 